This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hello and welcome. We're so happy to have you here on the podcast today. Today I'm talking to Leslie Sorensen, who is going to talk us through what you should be doing on your period when you want to exercise or if you don't want to exercise and that's okay too, but excited to hear from her today. We have a special coupon just for you, our listeners of the podcast. You can get your first bottle of Jubilance for PMS for only $19.95 when you subscribe with the code WEEKLYWOMAN, no space. If you're ready to stop feeling anxious and irritable before your period, give it a try. Again, the code is WEEKLYWOMAN with no space for the promo code. And head over to Jubilance.com and try it now. Great. So thank you so much, Leslie. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. I'm really excited to get to talk to you today. Yes, thank you for having me. I, You know, I'm a big podcast listener, so this is exciting for me too. Yeah, and so what's exciting to our, our listeners, so they know, Leslie is my trainer at the gym and um, have just talked to her for like six months now, I think, about everything you like to read and your podcast and everything you're doing in the city, but uh, we realized that you should be on this podcast and be talking about your uh, like amazing transition and your life and um, what women should be doing when they have cramps, when they're, they want to exercise still. Uh, so we're excited to have you on today. Fabulous. I'm excited too. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, for sure. So I'm originally from Minnesota. Um, I was born and raised there, um, Southwest Minnesota. So a very small town, right around 200 people. So you can imagine that New York is quite different. From the time I could really actually create like coherent thoughts, I always wanted to move out of Minnesota. (laughs) Nothing against Minnesota. It's just one of those things for me. It's very easy. It's my hometown. So I always wanted to go and explore more. And what better way than to move to New York? Amazing. And what is Minnesota known for? Probably it's cold. I think most people hear Minnesota and they think Canada. At least that's what I get a lot around here or when I'm not in Minnesota. So I would probably say the weather is definitely the most common theme that people think of when they think of Minnesota. Okay. Even an interesting thing too that I just found out is they actually have the world's quietest room where it's so quiet. You can't even sit in this room for more than like 45 minutes without having like hallucinations because (laughs) apparently it's so quiet. You can hear like the blood flowing through your veins. What? How did they have this? Did they build it on purpose? I don't know. I, cause there's, it's kind of like sound. There's also different colors. Like there's colors so dark. You, you almost like can't even see it. It looks like a black mm-hmm. hole. And so this is kind of what they created with this room. I have no idea what the purpose is. I just found this out the other day, but I was like, oh, interesting. Wow. Good to know about Minnesota. Right. And in Minnesota too, out of all places. Wow. That is fascinating. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what quiet sounds like. Cause we live here in New York. For sure. Yeah. And can you give me like one of your favorite childhood memories that you had there? Like, what do you just like think about always? Yeah, you know, I had overall a really, really great childhood. I would say probably my favorite childhood memory is we used to quite often go, we would just like say up north 
you know, we had a camper at the time where we, we'd go to a resort called Ball Club Lake Resort. And I was never, my family likes to fish. I was never into fishing. But as a kid, you go there and you swim. There's like a beach there just being outside. Mm -hmm. So we would do that regularly growing up. I would have to say that was probably, or that is probably my favorite childhood memory or the one that okay. I think of the most. Yeah. That sounds lovely and totally different from where you are now in living in New York City. Can you talk a little bit about that transition? So you grew up in Minnesota. Walk me through what happened to get you here. Uh, Yeah, it was <laughs> um, it was kind of a crazy one. So grew up in Minnesota. Um, I, I went to college there as well. As soon as I graduated college, I actually moved to D.C. Um, after COVID. Long story short, I ended up back in Minnesota. And I settled with a job in the finance industry as a financial advisor with Edward Jones, which was great. I mean, a, a wonderful learning opportunity, but ultimately I knew I wanted to get back into fitness. And I knew I also geographically did not want to be in Minnesota. It was very, my mindset in Minnesota was just overall very limiting. Like I, I did not see myself prospering, prospering there at all. So last spring, about a year ago now, I was just throwing out some applications to different gyms like Equinox, Lifetime, et cetera, kind of expecting it to take several months before I actually was offered a position. And Equinox, pretty much the interview process went a little bit like, when can you start? Hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I... I accepted the position and hung up the phone and thought, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to call them back on Monday and tell them I can't come because I'm not going to pick up my life and just move to New York in 10 days. 10 days? They gave you 10 days? That's right. it? It was pretty much 10 days. Oh, my gosh. And so I, I thought it over a little bit more and I was like, OK, well, maybe I'll just like put my apartment on Facebook, see if I can get a sub leaser. And if I can't get a subleaser, then, then it ends there. Wow. So I did that and uh, I got people interested right away. And oh so my gosh. There, it just kind of, I, I found a moving company, which was a total scam. Um, that was really the only thing that went sideways. I told my, I didn't really have a boss, but I, I told my, um, my administrative assistant that I was looking to, that I was planning to move <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, in the finance industry, as soon as you say, I'm done, you don't get two weeks. Like you've sent in your letter of resignation, like oh, you wow. up and leave. So I didn't do that until the, pretty much the day before I moved. And I just called my mom a couple days before and was like, are you maybe around on Monday? Cause I need a ride to the airport. <laughs> wow. What, what did your parents say? Were they just like, go off and live your dream or were they like shocked that it was so quick? So I think the first thing my mom said was, how are you going to tell your dad? Oh, and I said, well, I thought you were going to do that. <laughs> and luckily she did tell him. So I didn't have to rip the bandaid off, but I did have to have a conversation with him because he's, I think both of my parents, which it's not a surprise. They're a little bit more conservative in the mindset of, you know, just quitting your very secure job and moving mm -hmm. out to something that's not secure and a massive, very intimidating city that you've never really been to before. But I was mentally, I was very much ready. And I'm always 
up for the challenge as well. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely, I think, a lot of white knuckling on on their end of the phone. <laughs> I was I wasn't too worried. I was like, eh, what what is life? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you picked up and moved to D.C. You moved back home, then you moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and why fitness? Can you can you talk a little bit about that? What propelled you to push for this specific career? Yeah. So, you know, it started a really long time ago um, in high school. I I actually have to give props to my mom because she would wake me up at like really odd hours of the morning at like 5 a.m., which then felt very early to to have me get up and run with her, which I thought was borderline child abuse at the time. And I really (laughs) disliked it. And I but it kind of built that habit. And so when I graduated high school and was on my own in college, I was at first, I was like, well, screw this. I'm not going to do it. And then I, over time started putting on weight and had this weird relationship with my body where I was like, I feel so much better when I'm working out. Mm -hmm. So then it was kind of over time developing a a new relationship with, with working out something that I knew was going to be sustainable and something that I liked. At that time, it just so happened that that fitness influencer on Instagram was really beginning to make <laughs> make that pathway. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so if lifting weights gives you a more feminine figure and a butt, like that's what I want. You know, I feel like I'm a chubby rectangle right now, or at least that's how I looked at myself. So it was a lot of trial and error for myself of developing a healthy relationship with my body, working out and food. And it was never all that easy. It was, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes going through that. Um, and sometimes I made big steps back. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time that kind of helped me get closer to where I am ultimately today. But through that entire process, I really began to love just the journey of health and fitness, as opposed mm-hmm. to loving what people always desire, which is kind of the idea of like this, like perfect body and, you know, you know, bikini ready and and different things like that. So I began to love this journey and kind of wanted to share it with other people. And so I have several years of experience, personal training prior to Equinox, but when I went back into fitness or excuse me, when I went back into finance, I thought this is not at all what I want to do. And I almost felt mm. like morally I was off base because I, I didn't care. I, I didn't care in, in finance at all. And I was handling, you know, you know, people's futures and, and retirement. And it just wasn't there for me. So I was like, you know, I eat, breathe, sleep, fitness and behavior change and balance. And I need to get back into that. So we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind placebo-controlled peer-reviewed studies, and it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. 
Jubilance isn't just a product, it's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. And you're an entrepreneur for yourself because you're finding your own clients. Equinox like allows you the space to, to, to be there, Mm -hmm. but you're, you're, you're basically an entrepreneur. Um, Can you talk a little bit about like building, building up your business and um, pushing to uh, find new clients? Yeah, this is the most difficult part for me because I'm certainly not an extroverted social butterfly personality. Um, I'm way more introverted, a little bit more on the quiet side, but I do love teaching and I love the education style of of what I do. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely more of a mental game for me is putting myself out there and having to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. But you're right. I would say because of the environment that I'm in, it was much easier for me to build a business here in a gym where people are specifically here to work out. Mm -hmm. And I'm a strong believer that everybody needs a trainer. They just need the right trainer. As opposed to when I was in finance, you know, you had the whole, you had the whole world at your fingertips and it was very hard to like, how do I organize this so I can efficiently build a business Mm. here? I'm thrown into a gym where there's people everywhere who would at least be, you know, at least entertain the conversation of what I have to offer. Yeah. But it's not always easy. And, you know, different clubs here in New York um, provide different opportunities as far as the ease of building your business Mm. at a corporate club where we are. It's a little bit more difficult Mm. just because we don't get as much foot traffic. But you build really great relationships with the clients that you get. And then that also turns into referrals and just, you know, better clients over time. So, Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. And, and I'm curious, um, and for our listeners too, you said people just need to find the right trainer, um, Mm -hmm. that everyone needs one. And like your, your approach is so wonderfully holistic, like always asking, how's your sleep? How's your, how's your nutrition been? Um, and creating something specific for each individual person. How do you come to those conclusions and create that, um, overall holistic, um, training? For each client. Yeah. Well, you know, the foundation of your health is really going to fall on your stress and your sleep and how you're recovering. I can give you the best program. Um, but if you're not sleeping well at night, if you're extremely stressed out and you have no healthy way of regeneration for yourself, there's nothing that I can ultimately do for you as mm-hmm. your trainer, other than just giving you an ear to listen Um, and you know, just somebody else in your corner. Now, when it comes to the actual programming, it's really, really, really simple. And typically those are the best types of programs is taking the same quality of life movements that we do, like your squats and your deadlifts, um, and any pushing and pulling moves and just adapting to those and, and changing those slightly over time. 
But for the most part, all of my clients, unless they have injuries and they can't do something, or they're specifically training for a sport, are running a very similar program, Mm. just different as far as how advanced they are. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for a beginner who has never had a trainer and um, wants to get into fitness, what would you recommend to our listeners to start doing? I would say start as slow as possible. And the reason why I say that is because so many people want to throw the entire kitchen sink at it at once. And then maybe one out of 10 of those people are actually consistent with that. Huh? Okay. And if that one person is consistent, they're eventually going to kind of hit a wall where they're no longer progressing. And now once you've thrown everything at it, what do you add? Mm -hmm. You know, so you kind of hit that plateau, which is very unmotivating. So I like to say, and a lot of people want the quickest way to get to their end goal. Nobody wants to hear that it's a really long process to be very sustainable because we're learning how to live in a world where food, delicious food is so accessible. And I could put you on the coolest diet ever and watch you lose weight. But then when you start living your day-to-day life again, you haven't learned anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about breaking down, okay, what goal can we set for this month that's sustainable that you can stick to? And then how can we build upon that? And many people come to me and they think they're ready for that first goal and they're not. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about how can I get you consistently coming to see me just once a week? Mm -hmm. And then can we add a second workout? And then can we add more water? And then can we add more vegetables or protein? It's a long process for many people. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder because uh, especially you're like, oh, it's like bikini season coming up in the Mm -hmm. summer or um, like got to get my like New Year's resolution in. And then that kind of tends to like plateau or fall off to the wayside. I know um, like tomorrow I'm since I'm Catholic, I'm like trying to figure out what am I giving up for Lent? And Mm -hmm. my goal is like giving up sugary drinks, but hopefully I'll continue. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how often that happens. But I think like what you're saying of like creating something that's sustainable that you can do over time and that you're not just going to like how you said the one in 10 will continue. Yeah. Um, which is and wild. It's, it's crazy. I mean, anybody can, I mean, I, just because I get somebody to lose weight or reach their goal of getting stronger, it doesn't make me a good trainer. Anybody can do that. And people do it all the time. They lose weight, but the numbers are crazy. I mean, like 90% of people will gain it back mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Hard, you know, we're living in a, in a different life, you know, 50 years ago, our ancestors weren't working out. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have to, they had just a more active lifestyle. Naturally, it's completely different nowadays. So it's really about what small goals can I set for myself, nail that down. So it's now a habit. And then how can I build upon that? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Leslie. And I think like, especially for our listeners, we're a period company. We work with PMS. Um, a big question that we get is like, what do you do when you have cramps or can you exercise while you're PMSing or you're on your period and what should they be doing? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, it's not one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some women who feel their strongest when they're on their period. 
I know others where it's just not going to happen. You know, we, we, yep. Like we plan it out. We see when they're going to have their period next or about that time. We don't even put those, those sessions on the calendar because mm-hmm. the likelihood that they will cancel is very high. Okay. So it's, it's, it is different for everybody. If you can work out, I say, do it. Some women just like to go a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Another common experience that some women have is if they're able to kind of get in front of the mostly like the cramps or the discomfort, then movement and strength training almost acts as like, like an ibuprofen. It it does kind of help with the pain, but it's tough once you already have the cramps to have the motivation to be like, oh yeah, I can get up and work out. Yeah. You know, you don't, don't feel bad for taking that day off. Listen to your body. Okay. Thank you. That's very helpful. I always feel like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm like, like depressed. And then also like, like, oh, I feel in pain and like, I should be working out and then you feel guilty. But, um, but I think that's good advice to just listen to your body and know what you have have to think. Yeah, exactly. You have to think too, that all of that is just another stress on your body. And to add working out on top of that, which is just another stress, sometimes just, it's just not necessary. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, sometimes it's a positive stress, but it's still a stress. Yeah, that that makes sense. And Leslie, something that we always ask on the podcast is, um, and it can change like second to second, minute to minute. um, uh, What is your definition of womanhood? My definition of womanhood, I would say, um, to, to me, being a woman is just being very adaptable. You think of, I mean, women are just amazing in the sense that they can play so many roles all the time as a mother, a wife, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're you know working full time, there's always so many roles and positions in your life and in other people's lives that you play. Um, and just kind of being that foundation there mm-hmm. for people and being able to just so swiftly and, you know, gracefully adapt. I think that for me is what, what womanhood is. I think that's a great definition. I love that adaptability. Um, which I think is like at the core of what you're doing with your work as a trainer too. And like in your life, your own life of like moving from three different, completely disparate places and adapting and creating your business as an entrepreneur. So, um, what a, what an awesome definition. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is some advice that you would give to a woman that you met on the street? It could be about like, really anything that they'd probably run away if you did it in New York, but (laughs) yeah, I know. Uh, my advice would be to go ahead, take action and make as many mistakes as you possibly can. Hmm. You know, they say that the rate at which you make decisions is a better predictor of success than the accuracy of your decisions. And I think that not just professionally, but in life in general, like truly nobody really knows what we're doing here. So if there's something that you feel in your heart that you really want to pursue, I say go for it. You know, and the best way to lose control over your life is to 
care what other people think and not even that, but think that people care. Cause ultimately I think we're all a little bit more self-centered than we would like to admit for better or for worse. Just oh, human nature. Yeah. I think that's like, that's very good advice because I'm always like, like, oh, I tripped or something, but like, it's not about the people watching or whatever, because they're going to forget in like two seconds, but I'm we like, oh, but yeah, I'm the same way. And they say too, that winners lose more than losers. Hmm. They've just been able to pick themselves back up and keep going. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I th- I think that's great. Keep losing, keep, keep trying new things and um, maybe try training with Leslie. So Leslie, can you give us all the info on how people can get in contact with you if you're, if they're in New York? Yes, of course. So I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is vital wellness underscore. Um, and it's spelled just like how it sounds. So that's my social media. Um, I also have my website, which is lesleyvitalwellness.com. Um, I take clients at Equinox as well as outside clients and virtual clients now as well for, um, any personal training and nutrition coaching. Oh, great. Okay. So anyone in the country can go to you then. Exactly. Anybody. Okay. Amazing. Okay, cool. Well, Leslie, is there anything else you want to impart to our listeners before we sign off? Um, You know, I think we hit everything, but again, thank you, Alice, for having me. This was awesome. Thanks for listening to Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. If you like the podcast, please review us on iTunes. It really does help. And if you want to take advantage of our special offer to help your PMS turn from stressful to nonchalant, use the promo code WEEKLYWOMAN with no space in between the two words at jubilance.com. Again, the promo code is WEEKLYWOMAN. Thanks for listening and see you next time.